stand-up comedian and this is the midnight hour insomnia hour dark nights with liz and random um something simple but the phrase life's unfair and it's comical to think about how unfair life is when we think of things we value like truth or just what we consider right and the problem is everyone has a different idea of what right is so what happens when you get wrongfully profiled I'm just kidding I'm not gonna do a fucking episode about oh a black person who was racially profiled a Muslim a gay a trans a woman in a male's world that's just as individuals sometimes our lives suck because of what we are and we can't change that that's the crucial unfair things that we have to fight through in life and that's our battle if you will and sometimes what we say to ourselves is we focus so much on the egocentric like let's say if you were a black person it's like why are these white people treating me unfairly don't they see this and then you feel empty inside so you have something to prove and you just are in this constant struggle of trying to prove it but you can't until you realize it's all ego and that's and they're like well that's good so long as you don't realize that it is your livelihood and it's funny you should say that because things like that happen towards me where people consider me, they label me mass murder, domestic terrorist. I found a new one today, which is attempted domestic terrorist threat, which is what the fuck does that mean? Attempted. It reminds me of that Simpsons line. There's no awards for attempted science. So I feel like you either commit the crime of making a terroristic threat or you don't. What the hell is attempted domestic terroristic threat? Sounds pretty sus. Did you just say, funny you should mention that to yourself? <laughs> yeah. You know, it is October, and that's where I see... Every time they're like, oh, a 30-year-old adult who can't grow up and be a teenager. It's because of September, October, November, December, and January, in which my mind reverts back to being 17, 18 years old, trying to overcome the plight of the whole world seeing me as a mass murderer and being forced to go to psychiatrists, being forced to have MRIs, being forced on medication that doesn't agree with me, being having people harm me, and then I'm considered the aggressor. And then when I'm on forced psychiatric medication by the state and I while out they say see he is fucking crazy and then they throw me in a mental institution like a fucking dehumanized animal all because I was a rapper or all because I wanted to change the system that I saw in place I was a Christian person who walked around with my bible from 13 years old and 14 years old and this is the suburbs a nice place and still kids would get stomped out by six groups and oh they were white wink wink so if you're walking around with a knife at 13 years old for your own protections memorial middle school in tinton falls new jersey can suck my fucking dick for eternity that i'm going to be the one getting disciplinary actions i'm the one going to be getting charged when they know kids are joining gangs kids are making threats kids are jumping others but they're going to take me and write a police report because i wanted to protect myself and my parents are going to get mad at me for that oh the school system's always right i want you all fucking dead in my heart 
heart of souls my vengeance reigns upon and I want everyone responsible for that decision to fucking die and just burn in flame just burst in flames and have flames come out of their chest and then their face is on fire and then they're screaming and wailing in pain as they fall apart like a fucking wax museum and they're just why is this happening what and I have the water and I'm just like oh just like what you mentally and psychologically and spiritually put me through and then I just fucking kick them in the teeth until they bleed out and die wrongful persecution and how the narrative seems to always win over the truth you know they say life isn't fair and people try to use some egocentric term it's because of your race it's because of your religion it's because of your ethnicity but in fact sometimes i feel like discrimination or being oppressed is not a class thing is just a thing in life like whether it's God or some spiritual osmosis you just have to go through certain things in life like that one guy who is wrongfully convicted of being the alleged terroristic Unabomber and then his whole life was fucked up and they just constantly publish media stories about him much like when I would get in trouble in high school and then they would force me away and into some seclusionary thing but they couldn't call it jail because I technically didn't do anything wrong and then the day after and they would write in the school paper some troublemakers think they're trying to cause a rise out of x y and z when i wasn't trying to be uh, antagonistic or even shocking i was just writing these things because when you're a 13 and 14 year old you think when you discover a truth that oh they're all talking about christianity they're all talking about church or i mean truth they'll love the fact that i see it hypocritical that we're praising these sort of war criminal presidents and we're doing a whole thing condemning all like uh, sort of holocaust like behavior and i saw america doing similar things so i write an essay about it and say murder is murder not one side or the other and they consider me trying to get a rise out of everyone for writing that not that i didn't actually believe that because i had nightmares of genocide nightmares of the holocaust nightmares of 9 11 nightmares of school shooter footage and i rapped about these sort of injustices in the world and for one of my presentations, I dressed up like Martin Luther of the Lutheran Church, and they considered that conspiracy to co go on a killing spree or something. So then they scared my 14-year-old little mind and brain and heart and soul and put me in a room. And it's like they played it out and pretended to be interrogationists saying, you know, you're facing 25 to life with this. And imagine the fear and panic. And I can't help but think all the wannabe gangster kids in the suburbs who had Al Capone teeth shirts and 50 cent do rags and gangster shirts when they're saying i'll kill you with my gat i can't imagine if i was black my school administration would have treated me that way i think it was because i was white i think because they think i stupidly fit the profile of a school shooter so they continue to say that before at, this was as my mental illness just started so this was my name was still mark radon at the time which is german and irish i hadn't yet become random the guy you all know and love but it hadn't gotten to that point i was just kind of in my own world of mental illness not understanding what was happening along with nightmares and then the history books and religious books that i would read about this kind of bullshit that i didn't realize is all propaganda for a narrative purpose like the school administration and all of the city is making a narrative for that purpose this we can cut all 10 fucking minutes of this i don't give a shit that was a lot. That was a whole lot of information. Um, 
It was more so just how do you overcome when everyone sees you as one way and then it's like it's like they want it to happen. I didn't know what Columbine was when I was 14 and 15 years old and they were accusing me of Columbine-like behavior, which I don't know what the fuck that means. Trying to be a rapper, having a Bible with me, which was one of the things they wrote in the school paper. They try to dis- the student tries to disguise it as religion and everyone knew they were talking about me in their fucking school newspaper. And this was when I was out of school, so I didn't have my say. And the thing that makes me so bitch-like is I cared what they thought. See, I was a person always focused on the better goal. So, like, in high school, I didn't actually have that many problems because I was always focused on rapping or a performance I was going to do, like, in the city or something. I would take trains and buses by myself to go places. So I was always good in school, good to the teachers, and cool. And I was reasonable for an adult at 13 and 14 years old, but I still dealt with my own mental weird issues, so I would just sit in the corner. Now, the reason I say that is because I was always focused ahead, but when they started accusing me of being a mass murderer, I started to really care what these people thought because it meant the difference between me being life in prison or me having a life where I could be a rapper. And it's the most psychologically fucked up thing that it's like, Maybe that's why. Maybe because I didn't care at all about school. I just cared about getting good grades and being cool with everyone and then what my future was going to be. I was already working at that time. I was already venturing out and making albums and writing books and shit. I was like looking at colleges. So I was in my mind, I didn't need high school. I was It was just a means to an end to get a GED. But so maybe they saw that as like, oh, this kid thinks he's too good for high school. We're going to claim he's a mass murderer. We're going to have police scare the shit out of him. We're going to bring him to the Monmouth County Police Office. And then it made me care what everyone in my town and community thought of me. And it was just fucking horrifying and traumatic to have always felt like. And then you become a target for bullies to be like, oh, I can punch the shit out of that kid and the police and school administration will write it down as a sort of, he's the he's the aggressor. So it's like getting free shots at someone. And I'm sorry, but I'm not a bitch. So if you keep doing that and then you keep doing it and then you laugh about it, I might show up at your house and shoot your shit up and your mom cry starts crying. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm sorry. I'm just. I feel like being labeled a mass murderer is unjust. I feel like it has caused a level of dehumanization and prejudice and discrimination that I probably didn't deserve for a few years of my life. There were times I was doing shifty and shady shit, and it's one of those chicken or egg things. Did I have nightmares of the Holocaust? and church and hell and damnation because they said I was that or because I read their textbooks or watched their media or went to their churches or did, was something in me, some sort of demonic thing that they all just pointed out and said, he's a mass murderer until three years later, I just started having those kinds of dreams and thoughts. I wouldn't even conceived of going on a shooting spree in my high school or until people put it in my head for years of you're this person, you're this person, you're this person. Oh my God, you're a mass murderer. You need therapists three hours away and you need to be in a mental institution. You need to be on medication and you need to see, be in a special school, different special schools. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was kind of fucked up. You told me that they made you go like to Philly or something just yeah. to, because they but had some specific- But that was also the mental institution I was in. They made it was you, in South Philly. They made you go 
like once a week or because they were trying to make sure that i wasn't able to accomplish the test because if he can't write me a clear bill of health then i can't attend school i can't get my ged and then i fucking fail and then i just end up wherever i end up well, you can get a GED without going to school. You just have to pass I know, the but test. I was so emotionally invested in getting my good name back. That's the thing that was agonizing. If they had just said, hey, you're a rapper. You have a mental illness that you're dealing with phenomenally well for someone at 14 years old. Like, it would have been cool. It's the fact that they called me a mass murder. Like, like, the police would call me a mass murder. If I was walking around at night, they would stop me and take me away and say, well, you know, this is Columbine-like behavior at 15 fucking years old. This is before I did any drugs. This is before I got in my first fight. This is before 14 years old, before I even lost my fucking virginity. I was a prepubescent, just hitting puberty boy, and they were throwing all this shit on me. My town, Why? the fucking church, because they suck dick. No, there's got to be some reason. They had to have had something because to base the, that gonna on. I'm going to explain why. Because they grew up in the suburbs where nothing fucking happens. Where no one's tough. Everyone's domesticatedly soft. They're pumped full of fear by their media. September 11th footage has been playing every day. And then Columbine footage every day. Mass murder. Zero tolerance policy. Prison to school pipeline. These things are just being flooded in their head. So when they see someone who kind of stands out. Who's saying, hey... These school administration practices aren't cool. They're like, oh, that's, you know what I mean? Because I did speak out on what I perceived to be injustices, whether I was right or wrong. I would write essays in history class or philosophy class. I would, they found rap songs that I had. I remember because of my suicide attempt, because that's when I just started developing mental illness, they brought me in and they saw the cuts on my wrist and my arms and somehow I got a suspension for that and then some bullshit on me. You got suspended for having cuts on your arms? Yes. Why? Be I don't know. I, I, because okay. it... I, I just have to say this, and I and I believe everything. I know you, mm -hmm. so I and I a hundred percent believe everything you're saying. Yeah. But to the audience, this sounds like the rants of an insane person. I know. It, it, oh man, everybody was out to get me, and all I did was talk about Timothy McVeigh in a positive light. No, what the fuck? I didn't talk about Timothy McVeigh in a positive light. I talked about saying Timothy because at first I thought Timothy McVeigh was wrong. See, chicken and egg. Did they? force me to be this monster or was I this monster and they just gave me the advice I didn't know what Timothy McVeigh was we had to do a report on the death penalty and I saw presidents would murder people in other countries and I said murder is wrong whether you're Teddy Roosevelt or Timothy McVeigh murder is wrong and both people are the same criminal both people are the same evil was the word I used which I don't even believe in evil anymore but that was the word I used to describe Timothy McVeigh and Teddy Roosevelt in the same category. And these American flag-waving Republicans did not take too kindly to that. They have, a lot, of, they have a lot of those in New Jersey? This was in the 2000s, like 2006. They didn't have a lot of them in New Jersey then. They were just, their whole mentality was this like, like a policeman who's just a mall security that finally sees someone who's speaking out against the herd, someone who's critically thinking, questioning religion, someone who is expressing creativity. So right, the only thing and I... then has cuts on their arms and then goes to the therapist saying, hey, I have this mental illness. I don't know what the fuck to do with it. Someone who's try actively trying to get help. Because 13-year-olds don't actively try to get help. They're just shitty and make everyone's lives shitty. They don't try to sequester themselves and find ways to deal with their issues. 
which by the way, I feel horrible for anyone who de develops mental illness in their 30s. I see a lot of cases of bipolar and schizophrenia in the mid 30s because you could have had it at 14 years old where everything in your life mattered. Your relationship with your parents, your first girlfriend, your first job, your first school, the, the first impression people get of you. You could have had mental illness then and destroyed your whole life like I did. I was making a joke. I, I guess the only thing I question about this story is yeah. you said that you were a virgin and had not done drugs yet at 14. That part. I mean, it, I did at 14, but I'm more so talking about 14, 15 ish. Like then after I was 15, I had sex and I, I hadn't really dabbled in drugs. 15 to 16 was the drug dabbling. No, I'm sorry. I did dabble. This is how fucking much I hate myself. Good attitude. I did dabble a little bit at 15, but then I was like, no, this is bad. I'm not going to do it. And I refrained for a whole year. And then at 17, all the fucking, the wheels were off. It was off the road. If they wanted to accuse me of domestic terrorism at 17, they would have been accurate. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, if I caught that charge at 17, I would have been like, yeah, I, I see the shit I'm doing. I fucking, I now have the black makeup and the red hair dye and the trench coat and whatever might be in my trunk at that time. But when I was 13, 14, and 15, I was a million percent innocent. And the problem was I didn't know how to deal with it. I was so helpless that I tried to fiend innocence and try to prove to them. So I couldn't do that. I tried to mock it and say, this is ridiculous, making parodies, which really pissed them off. I would be the type when they would call me down to the principal's office, I would mock them. Oh my God, they're saying I'm the school shooter. Look at me, everyone on the school shooter. And the whole class would laugh at even the teacher would fucking <laughs> laugh at it. Like this is, I had a teacher, he's obviously a male and he goes, this is just fucking ridiculous what they're doing with you. <laughs> and I go, I know, but it's a bullshit. Like you can only scare a really innocent, sweethearted kid so many times at 13 and 14 years old before they're in the principal's office with the police like, oh, did you guys rehearse this before? Are you guys making this up on the fly? And they're like, this is serious, Mark. You better take it. I'm like, I'm sure it is. Just like the last 10 fucking times. Suck my dick, faggot. Like, you know what I mean? And I know that's horrible because the word faggot we used to mean pussy. We didn't mean gay. <laughs> But that's that's what that's where it had gotten to at that point. They kept escalating it, and there was nothing I could do. All the trying to diffuse, all the de-escalation. So then I played into it, and then I fucking I had filled my locker with their oh we're checking your locker. It was embarrassing. What for knives and shit? They used to strip me naked and have to make sure I didn't have a gun before I walked into school. So at one point, I think I put pictures of every mass murderer in my locker. <laughs> Because it was locker check did. day for me. And they did. did. They're like, oh my God, can you believe this shit? <laughs> and everyone was laughing. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I always say if I went to high school with you. No, but I'm saying it's like, I I, that's when, like, and I'm fucking, then at 11th grade, I'm doing drugs off the desk and saying, hey, don't let anyone know about this and do a line or something. It, like, because it just got so ridiculous to me. It became like a South Park episode. I unfortunately started to treat it like that. So that's, you know what I mean? Th then they're, they, it's like they doubled down on fear. If I made a joke about, oh my God, I'm a mass murderer, look at me, and I'll put black makeup on, then they're like, see, he really is that. So they would use that against me. And the problem is then kids would just fight me. And then when I finally learned to fight back, they would use that 
in other districts. It was so fucking crazy. Or my mom just made all that shit up and I truly am the Joker and I'm destined to go on a killing spree. Because a lot of this information was told to me by the principal, but other parts were told to me by my mom of what the principal said. So you would think that I developed a victim complex and maybe when I was a teenager, I did. But then when I got out of that situation and I traveled to Jersey City, I kind of completely lost that idea because these were people who are actually shooting out and actually getting killed and actually overdosing and actually getting in gang fights. So it's like, that's kind of the the mentality. It's like when you're in an environment, a suppressed, sequestered bubble, a sheltered existence of everyone's straight, it felt like a really deep, conservative, closed-minded upbringing. And then you're in an, an environment of absolute mayhem then I realized I wasn't the scary guy at all. I was just like the weird, funny rapper kid. And that's what I was like the, the gothic ghetto, like the gothic hip hopper kid. And that's what I opened for metal bands. And I look, lived in a house that looked like fucking fighting the house and fight club. And I would stay there on weekends. And I just had a group of friends and we all loved each but other. But to and clarify and- the to clarify, the house that you grew up in did not look like the house from Fight Club. It was a very nice upper middle class place. Yeah. Yeah. No, lower middle class. Mm. We'll split the difference. Middle class. I mean, you had a pool. No, don't, come on. Why say that on this? Because it took six years to put that fucking pool in and it was only for the resale value. I, so I didn't have a pool. A pool got in way after I moved out. Okay. Yeah, he has a thing. He has a thing of like, I wasn't rich because I was so poor growing it's up. It's not that so I, I my kinda... parents, my parents didn't struggle with money. That's what it was. Okay. And I was tr- being treated like a fucking poor person. Could you believe that? No, I'm just kidding. I was extremely poor in my late teens and early 20s for so many years. Yeah. Okay, so... I still don't believe you were a virgin at 14. It dep- All right, Maybe you'd not had penetrative sex. That is correct. But there's no way you didn't have any form of sex. Because I've heard stories. Yeah, everyone's heard stories. It's, um, that's what I hate so much about the world is they will take stories over the actual person they meet. If you meet me and I say something real and I stick with you in a memory of a real interaction and then you see something about me or you read something about me and you believe that, which is what happened to a lot of people in my high school and in my town. They had heard rumors about me. I mean, they used to make up stories about me. They used to make up crazy shit about me. I mean, things they used to say I lived in the woods. I mean, stories you told me. Yes, I used to eat out of garbage. I slept at park benches. I know that. Talk about that. That's pretty crazy interesting. It's not. It's actually it, just sad that I didn't have I, anywhere I could go. This was before Jersey City. This I didn't have. That's probably how I ended up in Jersey City. I didn't have anywhere I could go. So any story where a school administration is falsely accusing you of things, we're talking 14, 15, and 16 years old. 17 years old, I was just lashing out at the world. I carried knives. I, for my own protection, because 
I then would do business and perform shows in like Asbury Park and Red Bank, New Jersey. So I'd walk up and down the streets. I even at one point had a firebomb of a ball of gasoline that I would fill and I would light it and throw it in people's faces. Maybe don't say that. No, I don't give a shit. I guess the statute of limitations because it's like, is probably up on hopefully, that fire but it's like, bomb from but it's like early that's how I could protect myself because you can't legally hold a gun in New Jersey at 17 years old. But five group of people in their 30s can come and legally punch you in the face and stomp you out and kick the shit out of you, literally kick you while you're on the ground and keep kicking you in the face. So instead of that happening, I'm going to light you guys on fire. Sorry. Okay, but then I ha- cared more about my safety and my livelihood than I did the fucking rules or looking like a crazy person to the world. All so right, it but- was knives and pipe bombs. Okay, but then or not pipe bombs, but you know what I mean. Okay, but then fire how- bomb, gasoline bombs. Then how did with you- match heads in it, and sometimes you know. Then how did you end up shooting up someone's house? You just said I couldn't have a gun. Explain where you got that gun and what kind of gun it was. It was a burner gun, which is like a starter pistol the fuck Which does that they mean? now can you can sell them at stores not in new jersey but in other places i think guns are sold at stores what do you mean sold at stores it's like it's like a fucking it's bigger than a a bb gun or airsoft gun but mm-hmm. it's less than an actual handgun like so I, you're a shooting up someone's house poser <laughs> I showed up this... Well, like a drive-by poser, you think yeah, it was? Yeah, drive-by poser. I'm a drive-by okay, so... poser. I mean, well, how about this? Does it make it a poser if the mentality is real? Like, if I'm holding this thing and I'm cocking it back and I'm like, oh, this is fucking five years in prison if I do this, but I have to let the world know you can't fuck with me. And I've been going through therapists and the police have already interrogated me. And then I fucking have gotten in fights with this guy. He's, I've had his blood on my face. I've fucking... You know, the police have caught him. And that was the only saving grace in my court trials was the police wanted this guy having because he just sold way more heroin and just worse shit and had like more guns and shit. How old was this guy? Like 17. How (laughs) old were you? Maybe 17 or maybe he was 18 then. So what I'm saying is they hated this county hated this guy worse. So (laughs) it was kind of like. All right, we're, we got one when I just blasted through his window. But they caught, like, when they had the knife on me or something, I was saying, like, oh, this is for my job or work or something. I don't know, because, you know. Okay, so um, how did you get caught shooting posers? A fucking off-duty police officer got me. Wait a minute. <laughs> just you... pulled me right out of my fucking car and just started punching me in the face. <laughs> oh my god. No, let the speaker blow up for that. It's fucking hilarious. Because all this energy, all this... Because that's the thing. A lot of people who have committed violent acts, whether physical fights or firing a weapon, have always had the peer pressure or the peer support. This was alone. Like, imagine fighting someone by yourself with no friends, no family, no support. Fighting someone by yourself. That takes a lot of energy. And maybe that's why people think it's crazy. It's not peer pressured in. I decided to make this choice. So I did this. Where did you acquire this firearm? In Jersey City. It's like one of those guns where you get it, you use it for a couple of weeks, and then you stash it back in the fucking, like, where a tree used to be so someone else can pick up the gun and use it for whatever dirt. It's a community gun, hmm. is what they used to call it. But it's just funny because it's like, 
they pulled me and I never got read my Miranda rights. But the funny thing is, is when they cuffed me, they just kind of, he was kind of putting me in the car and another girl came out and she goes, Hey, didn't you used to go to my high school? And I go, yeah, what are you doing later tonight? You think you could, something about like, we could have a date. It could be by the, and it was whatever police station they were taking me to. Like I had some, so that lets me know I had some sort of swagger. I don't know what it is. Maybe I was comfortable with myself. Maybe I was, I like, I was comfortable being the goofy, weird kid who rapped. So, and I mocked, you know what I mean? It's like if there was a school shooter in your school, but then he was self-aware of it. Like, oh, look at me wearing black clothes today because I'm the mass murderer. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, like laughing at himself because school shooters don't tend to take mockery well. If they're like, oh, you fucking weird kid. They're like, I'm not weird. Fuck you. I'll kill you all. They're not like, yeah, you got me. I'm fucking weird. I've been drawing the symbol on my hand that was from a cult when I was a kid. You guys are fucking right. Yeah. Whereas like when everyone said, oh, random, you're a school shooter. I'm like, ah, you got me there. But maybe I'll get you in there. Like just some dumb wordplay no joke. play with us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trench coat mafia. mafia. There but was the- six of them. I know, but usually when you're going together for a cause, it's like if two kids are shooting up a school together, that's that's not like we're friends. That's more so like, all right, we both want to do this thing, so we might as well plan. Imagine a school shooting that happens on the same day by different people, so they're just perplexed. Like, what I'm saying is, do you think they would just shoot it out with each other, or do you think they would like be like, oh, we're on the same team, <laughs> you know? I don't know. Okay, so why did you shoot up this person's house because they were relentlessly fucking with so many people were fucking with me and i just wanted to set one example like i was at i had a 300 car that i made through legal work and it was just i remember i painted it myself and it looked cool it looked like the car from knight rider Wait, and i've never seen knight rider it yourself spray paint oh no no i got a paint job and like what was what's next at Jersey City? What the fuck is that? Not Union City. I got a paint job. So you lied when you said you painted it yourself. I made little markings on it of fucking my logo and things. Maybe random because that you people did? just kept start calling me random and they're like, "Oh, are you random?" Like I I maybe have get got into the lore a little bit of who everyone said I was and it haunted me for a long time. I may have started to personify that person and it may hasn't been able to stop no longer how long. No, you wouldn't do such a thing. You wouldn't uh, put that everywhere and then ask me why that's not back here well, and on here and But on the whole story is in this and... book and it's a lot more traumatic and tragic and sad because these are diary entries of when I was like 14 and 15 and 16. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, but it's like, so it's like when I was at Burger King, because this is, I was homeless and I might not have been in school. So I was just getting shit out of the garbage. And these kids who were two grades older than me were throwing bricks in my car and were going to punch me in my face. So I drove off and it's like shit like that was happening. And they had, cause it's like when I'm allegedly lighting people on fire in Asbury Park, that doesn't carry over to Red Bank. So they're like, oh, this kid's a bitch. We're going to jump him and steal and rob him. So it's like you have to keep stabbing and keep poking. But if that happens in Long Branch, New Jersey, at some point, I'm like, oh, my God, just fucking stop. Why you? And I run. It's like, oh, he's a bitch. So I'm like, I just had to do this thing. So everyone will just like leave me the fuck alone. Because that that's the crazy thing is 
off premises that's the crazy thing no town because it's like you can beat the shit out of me in school because the principals didn't give a shit the police wanted kids to beat me up for whatever weird reason maybe because i made fun of them or something i don't know not the fact that you just said when i allegedly lit people on fire like that's a normal sentence no but the things i'm saying are backwards is what like i'm saying oh they it's not i lit people on fire and then they accuse me if i did all that crazy shit when I was 17 and 18, and then they accused me of being that person, I'd be like, ah, you guys got a fucking point. I get it. Let's right. make some agreement. But right. no, it's they accused me of all this and shit. And then you just were like, fuck it. Yeah. I'm that guy. So. I'm that dude for real, though. <laughs> like, oh, he's the guy that carries a knife. And then some people, unfortunately, got it. But then it's like the word travels. And then people in school just left me the fuck alone. Because at the end of the day, I just wanted to get my GED. I wanted to be a rapper and maybe be a preacher and then be in church. That's all the fuck I wanted. I didn't want false accusations. I didn't want rumors spread about me. I didn't want people trying to fight me. I didn't want people trying to jump me if I was like at the mall or like working whatever. I'm working like I'm trying to build my operation. I'm making albums. I'm making money. That's where I'm going with my life. So people trying to jump me and rob me in groups is like, you know, I'm I'm not a bitch. Sorry. I'm still trying to work out the timeline, okay? So Yeah, I did jump all over. You jumped with, all over. And and yeah. so okay, you're 14. You're being a, you're being um accused of being a mass murderer falsely because falsely accused. False Well, yeah, obviously. I don't think you were a mass murderer at fucking 14, but <laughs> maybe 17, but that's what I'm saying though. If they said it at 17 when I fucking had a logo from a cult and blood all over my arms from some black dude in whatever city then it's like okay maybe i could see your question but at 14 fucking innocent years old of oh my god it scared the shit out of me i cried in the principal's life i cried like a bitch be, so many times there has to be some reasoning there has to be like because I said, the only thing it, you've described because, so far is that you wrote a paper yes. about murder is bad yes and then the and next a thing religious you... thing about like kind of Jesus. It was very pro Jesus and pro Christianity. How would that make I, them? Because they are warped inside of a bubble, inside of a sheltered existence. Imagine a mall cop who has nothing going on in his boring shit life. So when he sees something that looks like it sticks out, it, okay. they're going to be zealot. We have to get this, and this is a terroristic threat, and I'm going to be the one to capture this, and everyone's going to know my name is okay. the principal. I do. And I'm going to be the one that ca- takes this kid down, okay. and then years later when there's issues and a year later this kid comes to the office and says hey i'm struggling with mental issues like sometimes i forget who i am or sometimes x y and z okay i do get that because mark rodon it's random you you have taught me something about new jersey police unfortunately we've had you know some 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 how do you call it but Run-ins. this is in, a, in a, a safer environment than that. That's what I'm saying. Is it's like it's like the safer the environment, the more crazy and overactive the exactly. police and administration exactly. that's, force. And that's what he because they have me. nothing to fucking do. That's what he taught it's me. Either and it is so true. It's either fuck with random or a kid maybe smoking cigarettes under the age of 17. It was right. like the movie Pleasantville. So if you have a kid like me in that environment, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, do, do you remember I've, the movie Pleasantville? No. But, All right. Imagine leave it to Beaver. If you have a kid like me in that environment, you know, wearing black clothes and listening to metal. I know. And Every time you say Jesus, I, listen, I wore black clothes and listened to metal and talked about Jesus like that. I know what you're saying. That just sounds. No, because you'll never have, understand because you didn't grow up in a more... middle to lower class suburban environment. You really didn't grow up in that uh, no, place. No, I, I didn't. But it's I, so it just... sheltered and so in a bubble that anything that even mildly deviates from it is seen as like. 
a fucking crazy oh my god it's he's auschwitz the person like at the embodiment <laughs> of auschwitz everything horrible because that's okay. all they've read is just all liberal propaganda so okay. school shootings okay. uh, muslim terrorists iraq war holocaust slavery that's all that's been warped in their minds okay. so they see me questioning it and it's like that i'm their fucking you, you know, know their guy yeah okay i mean and that what false I was, narrative permeated what i was saying is that you did teach me about the police and how they operate in this state and well that's the thing the it, police in jersey city and newark are so beyond cool i'm that's what i'm They're getting so like as long that's as you're not running a cartel ring and killing that many people that i was trying to make if you would let me finish yeah we, when when we're in paramus or when we're in secaucus and when we're in a nice ish area they're they're the fucking worst they are like because they, they also have they to pull, make a bust like they have to make bust that's the thing pulled is- me over when we were moving apartments and accused me of robbing something because i had but stuff that's in they, my car they also have to make bus and so it's like th- it's like a I was quarterly like, thing it's like the mob they have to make payoffs so it's you like, guys know how it feels to be on moving day you're exhausted everything and you know we had the u-haul and all that but then i was putting odds and ends in my car that i wanted to make sure that i was in charge of not the movers yeah. and this fucking asshole just pulled me over he's like oh did you steal that what are you doing in this town blah blah blah, blah. i'm like i'm moving from here to there what's the problem well where's your where's because your license and registration i said i said like I they're said, protecting these little thousand people the license and registration is right there but, but i had a, a yeah i get what you're saying they're I'm not trying you're to not a part of the I'm literal trying to only say thousand what you people. are saying that i'm saying that okay. you told me yeah and i he's like where's your license i said well it's right there but there's a lampshade mm-hmm. that is in front of it and i can't get it i need to get out and walk around the car to get it from there you go you cannot leave the vehicle you're not leaving the vehicle i'm like okay well then do you want to open my door and then get it out of the glove compartment i'm sorry i have a bunch of stuff in my car and he was just like he was like are you on drugs are you i'm like no i'm not like he just kept saying all this fucked up shit to the point where i was like shaking why are you shaking why you shake? Cause and I said, cause you're being yeah. ridiculous. That's why. That's, that's exactly and it, like, what it he is. He eventually calmed the fuck down and let me get out of my car and walk around and get the information that he needed and everything was on the up and up and I didn't rob a house. Like, yeah. do I look but like that... I fucking robbed a house? I yeah, I robbed a house for a ten dollar fucking IKEA lampshade. Yeah, that's yeah. what I did. But uh, conversely, when we were doing, um, we were we were picking something up in jersey city mm-hmm. and i was like i'm worried you're like oh they don't give a fuck they got murders to deal with it's not like they don't, don't give even, a fuck they it's were just, literally a, right there it's not even that they don't give a fuck because i don't even want to say better that shit to do they, exactly they have, they have a, better no, no, shit it's not even that they have better shit it's they have perspective because mm. it's like if you're an, a sheltered suburban cop you've never seen a murder before you've you've the most you've seen is a kid like sell 20 dollars of weed so it's like your idea of what crime is, the thin blue line, is so narrow-sighted that a kid wearing a Marilyn Manson shirt or a kid rapping a song is domestic terroristic threats. Because when I was in Jersey City, like, no one gave a shit. Like, they're like, oh, that's a cool song. Work on your flow, though. It sucks. Like, that was their critique. Not, right. this is domestic terrorism and everything you write in school are going to be put under a microscope. So, yeah. 
I mean, if that's really, I mean, and I believe you, but that's a horrible way. Like that. Yeah, but it permeated throughout my life where I do have this complex of feeling like I don't belong, feeling like the out man in everything and feeling like I have to prove I'm not a mass murderer. Like I feel like it's a mindset in my own head because the narrative that is is that i'm a mass murderer so it's like it doesn't matter how many rap songs i make it feels like unless i'm famous to the world they're going to see me as a mass murderer unless is that i why you're unless so i literally save the becoming world becoming famous even though you don't want to deal with people no i want to save the world because i feel like i literally have to be jesus before people stop looking at me as a mass murderer hmm Everyone looks at me that way, and I understand half of it is put on, but the other half is, and it's it's also like, I also understand I do struggle with things like the mental illness that a lot of other people struggle in. I understand I lean into it as a joke, but at the end of the day, I'm just a person with identity disorder and kind of got traumatized to where I'm I'm a little less than the man I'd like to be and I'm trying to do positive in the world and try to do good in the world but in my mind is always this everyone thinks I'm a mass murderer that's why like when I walk in grocery stores I drink a bottle so this camera can see so they're not going to say he's stealing out of the store and then police just fucking plant shit in my car and then I'm away for life or they fucking wake me up in my apartment with guns and shit like that and point them at me because they heard something. And that's why when we were filming the documentary and I started getting comedy, I started doing comedy in New York City when everyone was writing those Facebook threads, he's a mass murderer, it started triggering that part of me and I didn't realize it. And then when I was going on certain networks and hundreds and hundreds of comment sections were, it was triggering that thing. And then police were showing up at my door when I was fucking asleep. It started triggering that thing. And I didn't even realize that I was becoming so... PTSD triggered until it hit me one day this is exactly what I went through yeah. as a teenager yeah. is everyone thinking I'm a mass murderer and me starting to lose my mind but the only reason I was losing my mind more is A I was trying to prove I'm just doing stand up comedy I'm not a threat to anyone the people were definitely overzealous because of their political beliefs and because of their ego and their upbringings and three also because I was very scared because what happened when in school when they determined I wasn't a rapper and I was a domestic terrorist and they shipped me off to mental institutions and to other school. And then I ended up in Jersey city. Like it created what I would consider a not very pleasant part of my life. Like that's where the shootouts actually were happening. That's where stabbings actually were happening. That's where all these dark things that they thought I was did come to life. So it's like, I was just so scared of like, what's the next thing? You know what I mean? I never did anything bad at 14, 15, and 16 years old, and I've been accused of bad shit, and then the accusation went through, so now I'm in a mental institution, and then I'm in Jersey City, and then I'm doing this wild shit, and then I'm a crazy fucked up person, right? Once they make the final accusation that I'm not a stand-up comedian, and I'm a mass murderer, am I gonna fucking be like shipped off to South America and have to start up a life there, and then just get into wild crazy shit because I wasn't accepted by this group of people that I just, I didn't even care if I was accepted by it. I just wanted to be acknowledged as not a mass murderer. You don't even have to say I'm a great comic. Just say he's not a mass murderer, he's a comic. That's fucking all. That's all I wanted and I still probably won't get it. So that's why I feel like the narrative, the narrative always wins over the truth. And so many people 
suffer under the narrative and the narrative is controlled by our media which programs people and our history books which falsely programs people and the division and our social media programs people against everyone with these selected boxes of prejudice towards everyone and everyone suffers under the narrative and we never find the truth and we also dehumanize each other because the narrative selects so like the narrative decides what actually happened in history, whether slavery, slave ships, Africa, Europe, Indians, Native Americans, the, the collective populace and those who can fit the most propaganda decide what it is. The Holocaust, whatever world history controls, decide how bad or what it was. September 11th, the narrative decides what September 11th was. The Iraq War, the narrative decides all of these global events suffer and lose truth under the narrative. Stalin was notorious for having his narrative over the truth, which was he was killing a lot of people. You get what I'm saying? So it's Kim like Jong Il. I mean, yeah, basically the, every... what's happening in China now is the narrative that they're not genociding people and that everything's okay mm -hmm. when they're literally locking people down in factories and killing them. It's just to me, it's the most demonic satanic thing and it just breaks my heart every day because i am a personal i am person not only am i ideologically against the narrative because i'll fight for truth i don't mind being wrong if if i found out all this shit i think is actually wrong like there aren't global forces that control the world and it is just mayhem i will feel so horrible and stupid but i will be smart enough to admit i was wrong and be like okay and now let me start learning and knowing the real truth the problem is, I just don't think the majority of humanity has that ability to admit when they're wrong and know what the truth is or what the quote-unquote narrative is. Oh, what I was saying is, I'm not ideologic. I'm ideologically opposed to the narrative in an ideological sense because I'm searching for the truth, but also because I am personally affected by the narrative because the narrative decides that I'm a bad person. I'm someone who belongs in, the narrative decides I belong in a mental institution or I belong in prison or I belong dead. The narrative takes away my humanity just like it takes away everyone's humanity. So I know like, like Alex Jones, Joe Rogan, Kanye West, Dave Chappelle, whatever you think about these people, is the narrative decides what happens to their humanity. Jordan Peterson, Elon Musk, um, who's someone on the left, J.K. Rowling, liberals who try to do good, but then the narrative takes them over. That to me is the most heartbreaking thing, is that the narrative always wins over the truth. And it's everywhere in life, like even in media, like the debate of whether Eminem's the greatest rapper or not is all based on no one actually talks about whether he is or not. It's all just what the, the narrative says, which is just the mass populace of people. And I don't know whether it's just me spending a lot of time with you. Yeah. Or maybe just spending too much time on Twitter. Mm -hmm. But this whole conversation has just been playing throughout my head personally. Not even, yeah. not even us discussing it to the point where I'm like, oh, of course, North Korea, it's all propaganda. Of course, China, it's all propaganda. Of course, the Great Wall of the Great Firewall of China, right? Yeah. That's the firewall where they don't let yeah. them actually see the actual internet. But I'm you like, would think, but this our government R wouldn't do no, that. No, but I believe, oh, our government only does that to you know keep bad things away like CP and stuff like which I'm all for keeping that. Yeah. off of the internet yeah and then i'm like but they wouldn't keep anything that's just free speech off the internet 
And then the more you dig into it, you're like, oh, fuck. Well, they, the liberal, they, are, they are doing the that. The liberal comment is free speech doesn't equal freedom of consequence, which means that if you say something the public doesn't like, they have the right to destroy you. But to me, it's like, what kind of dehumanizing public that diminishes all humanity with that sort of narrative? Because if someone says something you don't like, that doesn't make them a domestic terrorist. That doesn't make them racist. That doesn't make them a pedophile. It just means it's something you don't like. So now you've played this social media game where you want to cancel them and destroy their lives because you think it's for the greater good because your political ideology has dehumanized everyone. But ultimately, you're just giving into the narrative you believe and you're not letting other people speak. And if you wonder why it seems like everyone's in a mad dash to control the narrative, it's because that's what's happening, is social media is having everyone collectively all over the world is having this awakening that people think differently of them or differently than them. So what happens is they think, well, is everything I thought about wrong? Is all my existence wrong? So what's happening is mm -hmm. truth is subjective. So there's multiple truths. And that goes with every political or ideological or religious or spiritual or philosophical issue. So what happens is when people are confronted with what, oh my God, my truth isn't the truth. It's just my truth. I hate that narratives, term, my truth. Ma narratives start to conflict with each other because people's literal ego and identity and existences are clicking and that's cognitive dissonance like someone who may believe they're the opposite gender they believe that and then they put that out to the world and then if people disagree with them then their their reality is now being clashed with their existence and identity and that's what's happening all over social media with every opinion is people's version of their narrative versus another narrative is clashing so people's identities are firing off so everyone in, is in this mad dash to either try to find some universal truth or try to control the world with what their truth is which is just manipulating a narrative so it's now people talk about the culture war it's it's a war for truth. It's a war for justice. It's a war capitalism versus socialism. It's not. It's a culture war for the narrative. And who controls the narrative? Do the conservatives manipulate the populace into their beliefs? Do the liberals manipulate the populace into theirs? Does socialism narrative win? Does the capitalist narrative win? It's social media has created us having a narrative war. It's well, the war no, for so, the narrative. Social, it's the war for we social, get to say what's true. Social media has not created that. I mean, the it's internet in general. No. Yes, Way, it is. No, the, the printing press before it. I mean, no, but the internet, the you can globally that. talk to, you can globally influence the world. You couldn't books really shift. I'm just saying, yes, you couldn't point. globally influence the world instantaneously with not a tweet anywhere in history no. up until now, yeah, as not. far as recorded history. Yes. Again, that would be the narrative. If 10,000 years ago you told me everyone was psychic and it was a war for the narrative in psychiat psychic consciousnesses, I would under I wouldn't understand that, but I would get into that. But that's what I'm saying is it's a mad dash towards kind of like the spice war. You know what I mean? Not the spice girls, but. I, I literally thought you were saying. I shouldn't have made like a joke when you when said like serious. the spice. I really is, thought you, you know were going to say girls or like the the great oil rush. He allegedly liked them. You get what I'm saying? It's like people rush for resources because some people believe there's infinite resources and some people believe there's a finite resources. That's why global wars are fought. In the last 20 years, we're just realizing that there's a finite amount of 
people who will believe a narrative. So it's a mad dash of propaganda and manipulation everywhere. That's why everything's been selling you something. People can't even make movies anymore. They have to be loaded with an ideology. Comics can't make jokes anymore. They have to be loaded with some kind of understatement because everyone is at war with for their narrative because all narratives are at war and conflicting with each other because people's identities are constantly clashing. And that's what it is. And the narrative seems to always win over the quote-unquote truth. I would love to hear Bill Gates mm -hmm. and Elon Musk do a debate but on they won't. population population control, eugenics. But I, again, I really want to watch that. that could be suspect to certain things being edited out, certain codes being taught. No, you I don't mean, think if they're sitting if they right were here right that, now. And let's I, say they were, I mean, that would be in the room real, but if it were globalized on television, you don't think there would be speech writers or certain things they could or couldn't say? That's what all of Hollywood is, is just actors puppeteering as something. And again, that's why music is all now filled with cultural messages. And that's why television shows and even TikTok and Instagram, all of it has ideological messages because but all... humans are at war for the narrative because everyone's identity is clashing. Okay, people but... are realizing, oh, other people believe a different thing. Well, does that mean I'm wrong? Okay, and that's but... what's happening in the world for the last like five fucking years. Okay, and it's but... driven everyone crazy. No, it, it's been that way for hundreds, if not thousands of years. But it's never years. gotten hyperspeed the way it yeah, has because of the internet. Yeah, it's hyperspeed, but you keep acting like this just developed. Okay, there in the 100 years ago, there was a war for the narrative when television started because that was a way to broadcast. And again, the narrative won. They never told the truth on TV. And that's the thing is they used to be able to control like the narrative because there was like 20 TV stations and a few radio stations. Five. Now with everyone, they they have such a hard time controlling the quote unquote narrative. Yes. They have to do things like Alex Jones or Kanye West or Joe Rogan. They have to play all these Epstein politic games because they can't control the narrative. People are starting to believe yeah. and it creates this crazy technological paranoia. Because no one trusts the government, no one trusts the media, no one trusts society, but they trust some news source. So that's the crazy thing. Is I mean, everyone I doesn't this... trust everything, but everyone is still programmed and brainwashed by everything. Um, I wrote a song mm -hmm. and made a video that I never released called yeah. We Will Not Allow, which ironic, isn't that the track we used for the, for the intro? Right. Yeah. And I, and I, I wrote, they did allow, they did allow bankers to come in. They did allow interest and loans and uh, what's it? Usury to be, which was illegal in all European and I think African, but illegal, which is to loan money out and then pay back for more. They, that was illegal because they knew you could fuck someone's life up by doing that. And it's the number one place that happens in America. I'm not anyway, going to say, but that's, the, that's China there or was, Russia. There was a music video. Or non-Christians. Created for it that had some visuals of we will not allow, we're not going to use guns, we're going to use Twitter and Facebook to overcome the narrative. And I, I was just like down with this whole concept of this song. And then I never released it because I was like, wait a minute, this message could be used for bad. But that's what I'm saying is we will not allow doesn't mean all messages could be used for bad, actually, because yeah. that's and that's the funny thing about a narrative is it's also relying on an interpretation. It's how people interpret it. 
So that's why it's so funny that no one really trusts any narrative except their own, but they're also being programmed somewhere. Like something is influencing people to, whether it's about COVID or the vaccines or about election rigging and hacking, someone is believing some narrative because people are being programmed, not by the truth, but by whatever narrative is scarier. I think the smart people don't allow themselves to feel a certain way. But then they just, just get because... forced in because no, their job don't. or their kids or their family members. That's a whole nother conversation. To the narrative. That's a whole nother conversation. It's not. It's all about the narrative that wins. And the reason I was making this episode and maybe our last session is because when I put myself out in the world, whatever the narrative decides I am will be that. And that's kind of like what happened when I was as a teenager and in 20. If I get famous the narrative decides what I am, whether I'm a comic, whether I'm a philosopher, whether they think I'm a domestic terrorist, or whether they think I'm just a fucking crazy weird person. The, the cultural narrative will decide what I am, not me, not what I really am, and not what I truly am in my soul and spirit, but the narrative. Like even you have been influenced by what I am in multiple ways. You've seen so many different versions of me through the eyes of manipulation and propaganda. I mean, you didn't I wouldn't, see I wouldn't I use the word propaganda, but yes. Propaganda is anything that someone says knowingly deceptive, not giving an honest, well, here's his whole life. So here's an honest interpretation. It's, I want you to believe this so X, Y, and Z happens. I think, I mean, maybe a touch of propaganda, but I think mostly it was just people that didn't understand you and they got in my ear and then I started to believe that. But they and all had their own motive for wanting you to not trust me. I said some the majority of them just wanted to fuck you, but they all <laughs> you know what I mean. All right, but that's that's I feel like women have it easier because when a guy tries to manipulate them, they can, it can only be one of two things: they either want to fuck or they wanted my money. I mean, not that. I'm just saying for a no. guy, when, every, when someone's trying to manipulate you, there's so many different reasons the why. No, the majority of the people who manipulated me just wanted my money. Like... Me? I, no. No, oh, not, no, no I mean, actually, come to think of it, like... You might I'll, not want to say you have money on this Maybe. Podcast. I don't need more, but I'm saying... She really doesn't. But all of them, actually. Whether it was a psychologist who was paying $300 an hour... Whether it was other people in my life who I was yeah. funding their lives. Their lifestyles. Exactly. So, yeah. that. So that's one aspect. It wasn't... And then, yeah, a lot of them did just want to fuck me, obviously. But that, well, what I'm saying is it's like that's that's what propaganda is, is wanting a certain cause, purposely manipulating so a cause happens. And to me, I just feel suicidally heartbroken that it seems like the narrative always wins. Kind of like that life's unfair, life is cruel, but it's like that's just what it is. Like people get falsely accused. And I know my story is, isn't is as bad as like being falsely accused and then murdered and everyone thinks you're a rapist. Going to jail or going forever. To jail forever. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that could be in my future. They could jail me for fucking hate speech or terroristic threats when I'm just, it's clear I'm on stage, I'm making jokes and people are laughing. But that's why the FBI came to my door because I was fucking joking. And it's just, you know what I mean? It, seems it didn't like, come across as a joke though. I'm on stage and people are laughing. And sometimes part of a joke is convincing people it's not a joke. Okay. That's also a form of comedy. Yeah. Well, no matter what. And comedy is about pushing boundaries. Yes. But like the whole thing is. I'm not a mass murderer. <laughs> yeah. 
stop. See, the joke is having to convince you. Because if I say, hey, guys, I'm a mass murderer, everyone knows I'm joking. But it's like the joke is if I really convince you this is my docuseries to go on a killing spree and I want you to know that. And people really feel that fear that they made me feel my whole life. And I really let you know that this is why I'm back. I'm the Hebrew Messiah. Then it's fucking funny because you really believe that I'm a mass murderer. That's why it's fucking funny. My family member who just left, I just drove her to Newark. And I'm so freaking tired because of that bullshit drive. And I'm still doing I would have taken the drive. I I'm, still, I'm still doing this podcast because of the level of B&Ming that you did. But she said... You know, I've never heard two people say mass murder and FBI as much as you two do. So, uh, you... Mm-hmm. What does she say? Like, she's on the, like, your phone's picking up on the shit you're saying and like, hey, maybe don't say mass murder and FBI as much as in school shooting as much as you guys do and here we are just, well the secret is you want to manifest that's what is, they say in the secret today, you gotta wish it want it, of and do it honey this is a piece of advice i got today yeah. and then you know here we go i know it's part of my schizophrenic paranoia or ptsd i'm also explaining it because it is known more now than ever that the CIA does do weird operative stuff. It is known that society may be collapsing. It is known that I could be perceived by the government as a worthless, fucked up person who shouldn't exist. So I seem like I would be a prime candidate for the Manchurian candidate. Mm. That was just a dumb joke. But it just, to me, like, it seems like all these things, like all these kind of like symbols repeat i don't feel belonging so no one would protect me i've never found acceptance anywhere so i'm a loner i live a weird lifestyle so i would be the easiest target to be picked up by the fucking cia to help enforce their narrative because if there's one thing we know governments whether it's china or russia or america or global governments have no problem making innocent civilians suffer and die and be defamed so they can uphold their narrative do you feel like shit that they haven't done that to you yet? Like, oh, you mean like, oh, why wasn't I molested? Like, why wasn't I picked up by the CIA to be a mass murderer? Wasn't I good enough? Wasn't I convincing enough, guys? MK Ultra hit me up. No, but it 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 does it scares me because it's like, I guess because I would never know. You know what I mean? Like if. They just grabbed me and threw me in a mental institution, dosed me up with drugs and said, you killed 14 people. And then they had a CIA operative go and shoot like 14 to 48 people in a school. And then they just posted that everywhere on the media. It would be like, no one would not believe that story. Oh, failed comedian, disgruntled, mental illness issues, wrote about it, rapped about it. You know what I mean? So it's like, I feel like I have to prove to the world that I'm not a mass murderer. And it drives me crazy because it seems like... You're doing that... a great job. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the, that's the thing is the reason I joke so much and I embody this persona of a mass murderer because I believe it's one of the most horrible things you could do. It's to me molesting a bunch of kids but right next to that is killing a bunch of indiscriminate people who have nothing to do with your bullshit just innocent people walking by just 
all innocent people, unless they're New York City comics, in which case MKUltra hit me up. I bet in a holy world, if I shot 48 of them, they would be demons and I would God would give me the gold crown in Elysium. No, but you, you get what I'm saying? Like, like to me, it's so horrible and you traumatize like over. And that's how you know it would be mine. I suck at shooting. So if they say it's 48 headshots, you know, it was a CIA operative MKUltra job because I suck at shooting. I'm a suck at aim. But that's what I'm saying. You don't. Hmm. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is You're acting like I haven't seen you at gun ranges. Please. There are comedy clubs. I'm just kidding. No, see, that's part of the convincing. No, but what I'm saying is, it's like I thought about that. Jesus for the Christ, can you can you attempt to not make yourself be that person? No, but what I'm talking saying is, about narrative and fucking propaganda. You are propagandizing yourself. That's accurate to say. I manipulate myself. What if I manipulated myself into being a mass murderer? Because I think a mass murderer is cooler than what I am is just a weird, goofy, failed comic. So, oh, he's a scary, crazy, mentally ill mass murderer. Like, I convinced myself, oh, my God. Like, I think of it as, like, that's my Batman. Like, oh, if I shot 48 people or a mass murderer, I would be evil. I would be the Joker. And that's, like, I want to be that figure. No. That's fucking ridiculous. I want to make the world a better place. I want to save people. I want to save souls. Or I want to fucking kill. No, but what I'm saying is... It doesn't sound ridiculous based on everything you say. It sounds... This is what I keep fucking telling you. Everything you sound sounds so believable. and Yeah. No, what I'm saying is... You sound mass murdery. Honey, the worst I'm thing sorry. because because <laughs> if you you destroy 40 you destroy hundreds of lives and then the hundreds of lives like that ripple effects forever so i believe that's worse than just killing one person or just killing two people and yeah, the, the randomness of it to me is fucking is crazy so one i have a deep fear of that but then also to be labeled as such puts me in some crazy category <laughs> And yeah, the lines do kind of blur. We are doing a really shitty job of making you look like well, no, a because, non-mass murderer. Well, no, because it's about like the narrative. Like I said, this podcast, this docu-series could even be used as like, he did it and then went on a killing spree. Yeah. Like, I don't think I have it in me to do that. But if they pump me up with drugs and shit, or that's what I'm saying is if they just said it, like, let's say they're like, all right, we're going to come for gun control. We want one final Sandy Hook S thing. And then we're coming for your guns. And that's what they're going to do. Like in 2013, you remember the Boston bombing? Mm -hmm. Those two kids were in college. That could easily have just been done by some government operative. And those kids' lives would just be ruined forever. And my biggest fear, which I guess I have to overall accept, is that my life will succumb to whatever the narrative is. Sometimes the narrative helps you. Like if I'm a weak bitch and they sign me for a million dollars as a gangster rapper and then the CIA shoots all of my enemies and say he did it, then I'm the king. I'm the most gangster of them all rappers. I'm the toughest, greatest, and everyone wants to suck my dick and I have $10 million when I'm really just a weak bitch. But Ladies and gentlemen, if, he's been reading 50 Cent. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Don't, <laughs> no, 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 don't say that. Don't say that. Because I just said a weak bitch rapper. Don't say that. I don't want 50 Cent to come to my place and punch you in the face. <laughs> No, 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 I'm don't say that. I'm not saying that you're saying that he was a weak bitch. No, 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 don't, I was don't saying, even, like, I don't, no, 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 no. 
universe no, I you could I don't interpret. even want that out there. Come on. I'm not saying that you said he was that, but it's... Oh, you think I only listen to 50 Cent is like, this is good CIA music. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's what yeah. it is? I'm like, oh, this is fucking CIA operative shit. That's how I listen to 50 Cent. Imagine all of 50 Cent's fans are just white schizophrenics who think the government's out to get them. Murder. I don't believe you murder. Fuck around and leave you. Murder, murder. Your life's on the line. But like, like, but you should. Give him a shout out. You've read his book like four times in no, but two months. No, it, I'm saying... You can't the, say no, that has not about, influenced what you're saying whatsoever. No, I'm talking about the cultural... The fact that there is a narrative that goes beyond truth and it's just manipulated my fear we've, is this thing that everyone said my whole fucking life yeah, you're a mass murderer we've that's got that. something that and i do have, have schizophrenic that? thoughts that mk ultra sometimes is trying to get me and uh, no one fucking loves me in this world i made I no listen you. i made no effort you could be easily manipulated they could easily convince you i want a killing spree that's true you are like like sometimes you're so unsmart oh, you fucking <laughs> that cunt that I get scared of like oh no I have no way out of this but it's like what I'm saying is it's like I am just so afraid but it's like I have to accept whatever will be will be and the narrative like even what they do to like Dave Chappelle or even what they did to Joe Rogan I mean Joe Rogan's sitting pretty nice I don't know where Dave Chappelle's at but everyone suffers under the cruelty of the subjugation of the narrative and I just I know that's coming in my future because it's been all in my past and it just haunts me every day and I try to do my best because at the end of it it's just between me and God God puts me through everyone seeing me as a mass murderer and having these unfair encounters and this discrimination for some reason like the book of Job or something and I hope there's some spiritual afterlife where I am set in a fair balanced world where I can perform and people don't think of me as a mass murderer and people just love my performance and they see the world for what I am because I know I play into that stereotype but it really comes down to the narrative like the, the worst idea of hell would be not even going to hell, but the judgment before where you put everyone in my life and they have to decide whether I was a good person or a bad person. And it's all based on other people's perception of me. You know what I mean? Like, like the people who see me as good see me as good. And that's the complex thing humans don't understand is people can be both good and bad. Like I can be both a hero and a villain. Like that's in like and half the world's mind I'm a hero and the other half the world's mind I'm a villain. So it's like it's this weird amalgamam of like a heroic villain or a villainous hero. That's why I say lateral thought. But that's why I say it's random because it's like I literally saved a girl from getting kidnapped a week ago. So it's like well I saved a cat from out of a tree. I helped a kid when his knee got skinned. That no one saw that. That wasn't on camera. That was just for like between me and God and my good-hearted nature. So it's like, will people know these things about me when someone was being racially discriminated that I helped them, or a chick was about to get raped and I prevented that? Like, and yeah, maybe I allegedly have stabbed people or lit fires or shot people. But it's like, have all the evidence on the table, and then judge me for whatever you think I am. But it's like. I want all the evidence on the table before I am judged. I don't want... That's oh, never we, going just to happen. His, I know. In, in this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> you have to watch all my fucking comedy clips <laughs> before you make the judge. Yeah. And read all this whatever 
is in this. You guys have to. That might not help my case. I, I think my second <laughs> book was better. I, I read your first one. You never read it. Oh. You read like a couple of chapters. No. The second chapter is where it really heats up. Buy Mark Random Books. Buy his comedy album. Listen to his rap songs. Put it on Spotify posthumously. 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 <laughs> yeah. Posthumously. Pretty sure is the way that's pronounced. But I, when we were just friends, mm -hmm. you sent me a a PDF of a book and I was working all day and I... No, don't judge me. That book sucks. I know which one you're talking about. It was my rough draft book that I eventually depublished because it sucks so bad. Oh my God, if the world judged me on that or like if the world judged me, I, like I could see myself being judged to hell if it was the rap album I made when I was 18 years old as a teenager with a little microphone like this. I do give it its lore because it was recorded when I lived out of a motel in Asbury Park on Route 66 with alleged prostitutes because the lore of it is beautiful. And I recorded in a basement in Jersey City. It was my first rap album that I ever made. And I've been writing songs for four years and finally going to do something positive with my life. But all the karma caught back up with me. <laughs> and maybe that's why the mental institution. But if I was judged on that, I would be so horrified. Like, to me, you could show me videos of me murdering people, and I wouldn't cringe as much again, as if you murder. played rap songs right. of me at 17 years old. Once again, murder. Um, well, I had a good flow on this song. Did they ever give respect my first impressions of my presence in hell? I had to go to Quebec to lend my best friend a weapon in the middle of September for some help. Did they ever give a reference for Or they might, oh, you know, it'd suck worse if they go, actually, your flow is so much better here. You enunciated all your words, probably because you were on acid and PCP and 17, but you enunciated all your words perfectly, whereas now you just kind of speed rap. Whatever you were planning on accomplishing on this podcast, I'm pretty sure you have done the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just, then it's is, for my own validation that full Alex Jones that when I'm fucking in a time. mental institution in the white room and they give me a bag of kratom and a clonopin and I'm like bring me my clips and they just give me a laptop with no internet connection but it has all these episodes and I can just watch it back and forth saying see I wasn't a mass murderer I do come across as a comic and the whole world could think of me as a mass murderer oh my god Mark Random he would they could literally kill me use me as a stunt agent run for president win commit genocide I could be the world's next Hitler but if I'm just in an isolated bubble in a white room and just eight episodes of this docuseries on replay just playing for the rest of my life and give me tabs of ass and I'm like, see, I was a great comic, and they give me false illusions of things. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Have I not been attending to your sexual needs enough? Because that that, that really seems to be when this level of that comes. Are you out. saying mass murderers know how to fuck? <laughs> Are you saying what? that kid that shot up that movie theater had a huge cock? No, I'm saying that and the could slap women, some titties around like no other white kid. I'm saying <laughs> the women in their lives maybe didn't fuck them enough. They didn't have women in their lives. That's oh, something I thought. That's what I'm saying. That's wow. something I thought I could be enough. Is I've had a lot of sex in my life, so you'd think that would have taken me out of mass murder category. But when people still say, "Oh, he's a mass murderer," it scares the shit out of me. Like I thought I paid enough prostitutes to choke me while I came. I'm just. Trying to say something that would relate to my audience. 
I don't see them as the type to fucking work on, go bodybuilding for three hours and then fuck a prostitute raw. That's where I know it sounds crazy, but I have to believe in God and God's will. Whatever uh, God's plan is. It's funny, right now you're saying, I know it sounds crazy. Like nothing else that you said. No, but it's it's God's will, crazy. whatever this becomes. Here's the crazy part. And I part, have to guys. accept that. Yes, that God's this is the will. the crazy part. So my prayer to God is please, God, you know my intentions are good. I would do anything to save the world. I'm going my life to spread my message and my love and trying to make the world a better place and unveil truth. I know I don't feel like I belong. I know I can never get over my past. I know I'm a broken, messed up teenager, but I can make crowds laugh. I know I'm silly. I know I have ridiculous ideas. So please just have mercy on me because whatever it's going to be, it's going to be. Amen. Amen. And then when I'm dead, I'm scared to die, but it's like sometimes death would be feel better than millions of people in the world thinking I'm Hitler or a genocidal maniac, unless I get to commit the genocides. No, I'm just kidding. No, the shout out to the God. What? The Fuhrer. Oh the Fuhrer of the God. I'm just kidding. Jesus Christ. Exactly. See, shout gonna, out I, Jesus Christ, yeah, too. I, yeah, I am. Jesus I'm, Christ gets a I'm, shout out on our docuseries. No, I'm going to pray. Pray Jesus Christ guides me in my path in life, whether I, whatever it may be. I am Jesus, dear Lord, on a podcast. Docuseries. Pl- whatever. And Please? movie cinematic. When they put it on, <sighs> when it gets into a bidding war with. Apple and Netflix and Hulu and uh, what's the other company that they're going to have? Time Warner is going to have their own channel and it'll just be between like Netflix, Time Warner and Apple. Those will be the three media platforms and they'll like fuck South Park's 800 million. They'll pay $1.4 billion for eight episodes of this and it'll be a bidding war. And honey, I love you. This This will be translated in I, 40 different okay. languages in all time zones. It will be played for eternity. This will become the new Bible. All <laughs> eight of these episodes, all eight of these sessions. <clears throat> Look, here's what it is. They'll be an I, opposing podcast and then they'll no, war. They'll ca- It'll be on a different planet and they'll create new slavery because they believed in this doctrine, new this slavery. Dark Nights with Liz and Random eight session series and the other planet heard of a different podcast series because they think no this is the real docuseries this crazy weird fuck he was the savior and they're like no fucking this guy pewdiepie is the real savior and then they just blow each other up with missiles and nuclear weapons but that's what it is and that's my destiny that's why god put me in this human conscious existence to suffer with this mental issue well one person in the comments give me the sympathy for the fact that I had like 10 points to make and he just jumped in so many directions that I can't even fucking remember any of them. Please, please. One, one, one fucking, I'm looking at one person. Please, please. I mean, you can make all your points. Just for me. One fucking person. No, I can't because I can't even fucking remember. If you would shut the fuck up for a half a second, I will try to remember. I can't fucking remember. I'm a drunk bitch. <laughs> it happens. I too was once a drunk bitch before I got my penis attached and took testosterone pills. What? They yeah. don't know that I was a woman first? I was a woman first and I got accused of being a mass murderer. <laughs> I'm like, but women can't be murderers. <laughs> 
Because you can't cancel a trans person, you guys. You can't tell them that you're trans yet. You think I fuck so well for hours and hours because I feel like I was born in the same body that I am? You don't think there's any Bruce Jenner overcompensation? You silly gooses. Mm. Yeah. We oh my be- God. What if the government we- makes people get trans surgery? There you go. They just fucking put him in a lab and cut their dicks off. That's what happened to Bruce Jenner. He was with the Kardashians. They definitely made that dude become a woman. They definitely fucking had some surgical shit. And they were just filling him with fucking ketamine shots and saying, you want to be a woman. And all the women were shaking their asses or tits in front of him until he came. And he just happened over and over. He had a octagon amount of orgasms and then just became a woman. He came so hard, he turned into a different gender. <laughs> no, if, no, 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 you're gonna talk, no, right? No, no, no. What if that's what it is? I always ask God, what do I have to do to unlock the gates? What if it's just not go on rant so much? Like it's it to stop ranting would literally make my mental illness go away, make me succeed at comedy. I'd be doing stadiums, Bill Burr style or Joe Rogan style or Dave Chappelle. If I could just shut the fuck up and speak in small sentences and then my life would be perfect. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? Mm. If that That's the holy divine quest that I need to do is just not go on weird fucking tangents. Like every chick in the world wants to fuck me until I, I just go, boo, boo, boo. do you think the government's a conspiracy? When do you think it was made? Do you think in the 1800s or in the 1950s? Like that's what makes their pussy dry. <laughs> I mean, it makes mine. It's what makes advertisers buy out. They're like, we got to drop a million on no this kid. How is no one signed what him? What it does to mine because he talked over me. That's cool. No, it might have made it dry saying, or what? You guys will never know now. The point of what now. I'm saying is what if that's what, like the you know I always say my divine purpose. What is my being? Why do I seem yeah, lost? It's ironic. The whole thing would be just me shutting the fuck up. Yeah, and that's why that whole clip is so fucking ironic. And I say clip because this has to be a fucking clip. Is I was just saying my pussy is this because of him talking too much, and then you talk the fuck over it. Well, my pussy is ah uh, because I'm a woman. So wait, do trans women get to do that Mavagina jokes? Can I just be trans and then write a whole hour of my pussy jokes and it'll sell? I mean, have at it. I made my image based on I'm rejected, I'm outcasted by the world. So if they accept me and weeped for me, it would destroy my identity. I would no longer I would no longer call myself random. I would go back to being Mark Rodon. Wouldn't that be that fucking would be hilarious? So adorable. No, if, it would be the, the adorable. Whole t- it just, I just throw the shirt away and put my hair back brown and be like, "You guys, Mark Rod on his back because Aww. because they just finally acknowledged they were wrong for judging me. <laughs> it would destroy my whole identity. <laughs> Everything that I am has been built up by being outcasted by my town and okay. being considered a mass murderer. And so I lived a dark street life and pimped chicks out allegedly and it's all because it's random but then they're like we're sorry mark Rodon. we knew we wrongfully judged you we're sorry and they, they have a memorial and we and that's why i'm afraid to go back to my hometown not because i feel like it'll mean my past mean nothings because we all know our lives mean nothing and our struggle means nothing to the intergalactic spirits but that that they would apologize and love me and it would destroy my identity my ego would be crushed can you guys do me a huge favor and do that? I don't care. 
I'll 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 fucking day Venmo the, you the day like whatever it takes to like make that happen. That's going to be better than a... any fucking psychiatric <laughs> drug that he can take. That will solve our relationship. No, here's why it never it'll will. actually kind of fuck up our relationship no, for why. a certain period of time. But then it'll because get I'll better. have self confidence and self esteem, so I wouldn't be with you. No. Oh uh, no. You cunt. <laughs> uh, sorry. Say the <laughs> look line. At, look at his fucking. <laughs> Look at his fucking flinching. Say the line. I don't beat you. On podcasts. <laughs> third times. All right, Doc. Third times a cunt. <laughs> no, but, but but no, what I was saying is, you know, be fucked up is you know me, right? I think I'm random and that's my life for this lifetime. And I know my suffering means nothing to the suffering in history or biblical suffering or other nations and third world countries. I know my suffering is just microscopic, but... Also, what if you did that? My whole city forgave me. 10,000 plus people, all people who didn't even know me, still wrote about me and wrote I me letters. I would Listen, not want to see. No, then I become Mark Rodon again and Random is gone. But then I'm like, wait, you probably staged it. They probably didn't forgive me. There was probably just a setup. The government That's did that so they could think they could control my mind. what would happen. Yeah. 100%. So random is eternal. Exactly. Thank so, you. no, hold on. Because then you're making the argument that I would have been random regardless of like I, I am I could have just been cool in high school everyone would have loved me in my past and I still would have taken that route I would have succeeded I as a rapper that and argument. been like you know what's cooler than being no, a successful rapper no. and being married no, is living in a trap house hooked up with guns he and bombs and selling drugs means. I didn't even know that it's like it's the 2010s it it version like a of a place, crack house I thought it was like a place you make trap rap or play mouse trap in no no but you get what I'm saying like like, is that you think that's really like if I became a successful rapper, I would be like, oh, you know what? I want to trade all this in for living in a fucking attic in Jersey City and having shootouts with people and pimping like fucking ratchet 40 year old toothless chicks and doing coke all day. You think I would trade that like, you know what I mean? Like that, that I was just destined to be that thing regardless of whether I was casted out or not. 